Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Have you ever made a bet that you just went out and you said, this is going to happen, this is how it's going to go down, and then it came home and you looked like a genius? Does that sound like me? No. Like, I'm not somebody who makes Mm -hmm. guarantees. Like, I always know that we are dealing with sports here. Like, I feel like I've had some, Mm -hmm. like, good handicaps. Yeah. Uh, I felt like the Justin Herbert one was pretty solid because the Titans continue to give up a ton of pass yards to opposing quarterbacks. We all know Justin Herbert is an expert at, like, the two-minute drill as well. Uh, So it was nice to see that one come through. But think about the opposite scenario where you have a great handicap, all of the Mm -hmm. numbers line up, every single trend is pointing in the right direction, but then you lose it. So, like, yeah. the pendulum swings both ways. So, even if you feel super confident with your analysis, like, I still don't feel 100% confident in that that is going to take place. No, I agree. I agree with that. I've made one, I think I made one Twitter prognostication ever. And it was before I was really doing sports betting, so it doesn't really count. But once the Caps, during their Stanley Cup year a few years ago, when they lost their opening game to Vegas, I tweeted, I don't care how this sounds, Caps in five. And by God, they reeled off four straight, and they won in five. And that tweet went nuts after they won in five because I looked like some sort of soothsayer. I didn't have any money on it. It's just something I put out there as a fan. And then at a local brewery, brew a beer based on that tweet, which is really awesome. So I still have a couple cans of that. But I thought I'm never doing that again because I'll never get that lucky to call something and to have it come home. Because then I feel like it's like doing a good movie and then you do the second or third one hoping to strike magic again. It's like, no, just don't mess with the original. So I'm never messing with the original. If I make a prediction on this show, it'll be like, it's my best bet. But I'll never be like, this is going to happen. But also, you were covering the team, correct? Yes. So, like, you it's knew what you were talking about. So, I think when you are that close to the subject and when you know that much about the team, when you make predictions, mm-hmm. like, it's not crazy that you hit on one. But I do think that sports betting has changed the game when it comes to prognostications. Yes. Because any idiot on Twitter can That's say, true. oh, <laughs> so and so is going to win the Super Bowl. But you can put out like 12 tweets of like, oh, you know, right. the the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl. Mark my words. Oh, 
the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, right. mark my words. And then, you know, a year later or, you know, a season later, you can just come back to him and be like, see, I was right. But nobody's going to go through and see about all of the prognostications in which you were wrong. Sports betting changes the game because now you can put your money where your mouth is. So if you didn't make that bet, mm, I'm just going to say, well, you didn't put your money on it. So sorry. Hmm. I think you should do this is a new segment for you. It's called your hoodie bet of the week. And it's like, eh, you know, I, I mean, you look great, but I'm saying, you know how it is. You know what, what the mentality is when you put on a hoodie? It's like, you know, I'm just going to throw on a hoodie, right? You don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. So that's where you should, should have a hoodie bet. We're like, look, I didn't spend a whole lot of time thinking about this, right? I put a little bit of effort into it. I put it on. I put a little handicapping. Here's your bet. It's the hoodie bet. Well, the hoodie bet of the week has to be the New England Patriots, right? It who better to, be. to bet on right. than the guy who wears the sleeveless hoodie all the time, Bill Belichick. So when we look at the slate this week, Jenks, you brought this up, and I think it's probably the front runner for like the first impression rose, which yes. is another segment that I've floated uh, to our show. If you watch The Bachelor, what they do is they give a, a first impression rose to the girl that gives the best first impression. So Jenks. Do the Patriots laying three against the Jets get your first impression rose of week three of the NFL slate? This was, Yes, this is my bro bet. This is a bro. Zach Wilson sucks, bro. Like, he's not, I mean, he sucks, okay? Like, Bill Belichick's defense? Come on, bro. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm laying it. Like, it's going to be a blowout. Like, it's over for the Jets. I mean, it's, I mean, I understand it's Bill Belichick, okay? Well, I mean, like, the Patriots, have, you know, haven't been good recently. But still, he's still not coach defense, bro. You know? I mean, Zach Wilson, man. Bro. It wasn't that good at BYU, honestly, bro. So, I'm, I mean, it's a short number, bro. Lame. Just, it's it's yeah. a simple handicap. But you know what? It's not necessarily wrong. No, that's the thing. Sometimes the squarest opinions, if you can back mm -hmm. them up with numbers, they're not that square. Because let's go back to the Bill Belichick narrative. Look what he has done against opposing really solid quarterbacks so far this season. If you look at their first game of the year, Jalen Hurts was limited to some short numbers, at least for him. 22 of 33, 170 mm -hmm. yards, only one touchdown. Then you look at their next game against the Dolphins. Tua Tagovailoa put on an absolute clinic in week one of the NFL was not the same deal when he faced his Patriots defense. 21 of 30, 249 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. So it feels like quarterbacks are not at their best when they face the Patriots defense. And oh, by the way, it feels like Bill Belichick is even better when he's facing mm -hmm. bad quarterbacks. Like this is the matchup that you want for the Patriots. The yes. Patriots are not a good match for teams that are offensively very gifted. Like the Patriots yes. aren't going to beat anybody in a shootout, but they can beat people if they can keep the score pretty low. Like Mac Jones is not going to lead a team mm -hmm. to like a 45 to 41 win. You got to keep it close and keep your defense in it. So this feels like a game the Patriots could win even on the road. And I'll say that the Jets defense is good too. Maybe mm -hmm. this smells like an under, but at a total of 37, no mm -hmm. thank you, please. I will take the Patriots laying the three before this line moves. I agree with you. And by the way, I know I said it before. If you're just a football fan in general, please look up the 10-minute response that Bill Belichick gave to a reporter a few weeks ago when the reporter asked about the evolution of long snapping and special teams. It's, it's remarkable just to watch one person go so in-depth about 
the change that we have seen in the game over time and drop names and very specific references along the way. It just shows you what an encyclopedia Bill Belichick is and how much guys like that really know about the game of football. Chelsea, we have talked about the first half of the NFL slate coming up week three this Sunday. Now let's take a look at the second half. We have a whole host of games here. So pick a game, any game. It's like you and Jake and Blake going to the carnival. Pick a game, any game that you like and tell me why it interests you. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Well, let's go back to one of the games I had in my teaser. I think it is tough when you look at the spread for the Raiders and the Steelers. The Raiders are only getting a point at home, Mm -hmm. but we know that Las Vegas can be a difficult place to play. And we know the Steelers offense has looked downright terrible. Took them two Mm -hmm. defensive touchdowns to win against the Browns. So now they have a short week. They're playing the Sunday night game in Las Vegas. This is a primetime matchup. Do we like the Raiders getting a point here? God, I don't like this game. I like your idea of teasing it. I think that's smart Mm -hmm. because I don't think either of these teams runs away with it, particularly the Steelers. That's just not their game. They just don't have the firepower to do it. As far as picking a side, stay away from this guy. I just have to stay far, far away from this game. What about the big spread games? Because this is, I think, the first thing I noticed about the spread this week. Yeah. There are some big numbers. And I'm not sure if I'm ready to lay these big of numbers this early in the year. Because, like, we know some teams are going to be bad. Yeah. But still, we've got the Jags laying nine and a half in a divisional game at home against the Texans. We've got uh, the Bears are getting 13 against the Chiefs. And I think if anybody's capable of losing a game by more than 13 points, it's definitely the Bears. But still, 13, it's come down from 13 and a half. So there is some money coming in mm-hmm. on the Bears. And then we've got the Cowboys laying 12 and a half over the Cardinals mm-hmm. on the road. Do we think the domination continues for the Cowboys? Like they're not going to win every game by 25 points, are they? No, and here's the thing, 12 and a half points, and like I said, double-digit spreads in the NFL, to me, are just poison. And you also risk a backdoor cover, which we see in college mm-hmm. football all of the time, where if the Cowboys are up 10 late and the cards are driving down the field with a minute and a half to play and they get some dumb touchdown and all of a sudden there's 30 seconds left. Who cares? Cowboys win. Their starters are off the field. Cardinals cover. I will say this, and it's going to take some guts for me to play this. I like the Texans plus nine and a half in Jacksonville. That number seems way high to me. And I'll tell you something. 
very quietly under the radar last week, C.J. Stroud had a great performance for the Texans. The problem is he plays behind a pretty bad offensive line. But, man, he showed a lot of flashes. And if he can get one or two passes in Jacksonville in what I think will be a bit of a letdown spot for those guys after playing Kansas City in a divisional game, way past a key number of seven. I know below the key number of ten, I guess. This feels like way too many points for me. The question is, do you really want to bank on Houston? I'm going to think about it. I think of the quote-unquote ugly dogs, that's probably the best-looking one because it is a divisional game. This is an AFC South matchup. I don't know why that's a a narrative, Mm -hmm. but it is. Doesn't it feel like divisional games usually play closer, no matter the scope of the opponent? I remember this last year. The Titans lost to the Texans outright. Yeah. The Titans had no business losing to the Texans, but there's a bit of a rivalry when it comes to your divisional foes. So I think that goes into it as well. Like I don't want to lay nine and a half with a divisional uh, game on the line here. So I think mm-hmm. I would go to the other side. And then this game kind of caught my eye for the reason that I do think the Eagles are going to look better at some point. Yep. And I do think the Bucks maybe have some falling back down to earth. We have the Bucks getting five and a half at home against the Eagles. Do we think that offense finally, you know, gets a little bit better for the Eagles? And do we expect Bay- Baker Mayfield finally to start throwing some picks? I don't know. Money is coming in on Tampa Bay. Spread open Eagles minus six and a half. The total's down a half point from 46 and a hook to 46. Aren't we just due at some point? I know when you hear a guy say, aren't they just due? But seriously, isn't it just, aren't we a week or two away from the Eagles just going off on someone? Doesn't it feel that way? Like they're still putting it together with a new OC and a new DC, and they've been very good thus far. But I feel like, man, they are so close to just breaking through and just pounding someone into the ground. And would it stun you if it's the Buccaneers? The Buccaneers are 2-0, but I am of the belief they're still the worst 2-0 team in the NFL. I know money's coming in on Tampa, but I would take a hard look at Philly here. I think so as well. At some point, the Eagles are going to look better because you've got to remember they're still working in new coordinators. Mm -hmm. So, of course, the first couple games of the season, they're probably not going to look as dominant as they did last year. But once things start clicking, Mm -hmm. I think Philadelphia still has the talent on that roster to lay the beat down on some of the lesser talented bunches in the NFL. Uh, Let's talk about this game for a quick second because it is your hometown team. The Commanders getting six and a half. The two and oh Commanders, I should say, getting Mm -hmm. six and a half at home against the Bills. My initial read on this game was usually the Bills beat up on teams that are in the like lower tier of the NFL. Yeah. But I'm not so sure if the Commanders are in the bottom rung of the NFL. Like they're two and oh, it counts for something. I kind of like the Commanders here, but I also, I think you have to tread lightly a little bit with Washington. Look, the exciting thing about the Commanders is that Sam Howe looks to be, he's only started three games in the NFL, but he has a live arm. Made some phenomenal throws over the weekend. That Washington defensive line is very good. Also, the Bills' defense is very solid, and the Commanders have taken on the Cardinals and the Broncos. So I think this number is about right. I would set it around six, a little higher than I thought. But I... I don't want to really bet on Washington right now until they get a really good test as a barometer, and this is going to be it. 
Oh, for sure. Like I said, I feel like the Bills, when they're not playing like the top of the top competition, usually this is when the Bills thrive and it's under a touchdown. Um, So I don't know. It's not a game that's going to make the card for me, but I feel like if I were to pick a side, I think I would take the commanders getting the six and a half. It's a lot of points to lay in the NFL. It is. And I'm telling you, it's going to be another sold out crowd excitement here in D.C. The most it's been in a long time. And you say, wow, why? They're 2-0 for the first time in 12 years. Big deal here in the nation's capital. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.